Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Tuesday morning. Another great day to be alive. I hope everybody slept well last night. I tell you, another worse. And I tell you, sleeping so good, you know, being in the middle of a dream or something. That's when a stupid alarm goes off. That's what happened to me this morning. I don't know what I was dreaming. I remember I was in a, another town trying to find somebody i don't know what i was dreaming i was right in the middle of a dream and uh uh sleeping just got rolled over to sleep in a good spot and here it went off and i was like ah oh, you got to be kidding me i feel like i just closed my eyes i'm trying to get back up again so no fun at all but it is what it is so hope everybody's doing well this morning uh, uh we're glad thank you darlene for tuning in she says prayers for Strength for Wendy James this week, please. Well, we'll definitely be keeping Wendy in our prayers, and um, uh, most definitely. But uh, I'll tell you, the world is going mad, so we've got a lot of people that every day is uh, just struggling with things spiritually, mentally, emotionally, dealing with uh, loss of life or dealing with sickness. Or, you know, every time I get on Facebook, it's just, um, you know, people just needing a lot of prayers right now. A lot of go- a lot going on. So uh, we'll definitely do that. But uh, uh, good morning, Allie. But uh, appreciate you tuning in. Well, my friends, let's go ahead. And if we are able, let us stand and let's do our Pledge of Allegiance, if we may. Let me get over here. There we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Thank you, Lord, for you always and always enjoy doing the... Uh, oh, cheers. Fail here. Yeah, uh, I had to fix it. Oh, okay. It's like riding a Bronco Bull this morning. <laughs> I think the... Uh, the stopper end come out the bottom when I sat down there. Uh, good morning, Angel Dixon. So I appreciate you tuning in. Well, you know, I, uh, according to the news and Facebook, one of the biggest uh, areas that uh, is hitting the news is that Bill Gates and his wife are divorcing after 27 years. I'll be honest with you, I could care less. <laughs> you know, I don't really understand why this is making such big headlines. I mean, you know, nobody wants to see divorce in, in any relationship, especially where kids are involved. But honestly, I could care less about Bill Gates. I just don't really understand why it's making such big news. But I'll tell you something, I really, uh, I told Brandy, I really uh, couldn't believe my ears. Uh, if you were uh, on Facebook and watching this morning, and I say that, of course, of course, I see that all people obviously are, but I'm referring to those on that might be watching on the website. Um, go to Ben Shapiro, and he's got a video on there, and uh, there, he's uh, showing a segment from uh, off the Oprah Winfrey channel, and it's showing uh, an African-American lady on there who's trying to blame her being overweight because of racism. And I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm like, are you kidding me? She, I mean, she flat out says, she goes, we can't lose weight like white girls can. And I was like, what? I mean, I mean, guys, come on. I mean, you know, I don't deny that racism exists. As long as evil exists, there's going to be racism, all right? If you are saved, you know, Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, it don't matter what color you are. And when we get to heaven, we're going to be up there with black, white, red, yellow, 
whatever, you know, it, it's all going to, we're all going to be in heaven. Uh, for those who are saved will be in heaven. I don't care about your skin color, but to find racism in every single thing in life, I mean, including your weight, I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, her, her, her reasoning was because of racism, it brings about uh, stress, and because of that stress, uh, they cannot lose weight uh, uh, like the, the white women do. And I was thinking, you know, it's just crazy. You know, yes, yeah, stress will put weight, well, will hinder your weight loss. That's, that's a fact. It don't matter what color you are. And for, uh, you know, a lot of times I see women online who say that, uh, uh, you know, my husband lost all this weight and I'm on the same diet and I didn't. Well, a lot of times women won't lose weight like a man does because a lot of times the, because of, uh, uh there may be a, a problem with their, uh, hormones or, you know, or as a result of the hormonal, uh, imbalance or something, it will hinder how a woman responds to certain diets as opposed to men. It doesn't matter what color you are. Uh, you know, it, it, but to find racism, in every aspect of life. I mean, what a miserable existence. That's all you see. That's all you think about is race. I mean, you know, it just comes to a point where it's just like, you're going, oh, I hate this chair. I don't know what happened to it. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to get over it. Yes, racism and, and aspects does exist. But praise God, it's not like it used to be. You know, in the time of slavery or the time of of, of segregation, of blacks can uh, can only eat here and whites can only eat here. You can only use this bathroom or ride this bus. Praise God. I mean, look how far we have come. We elected a black president twice. I mean, you know, it's just, uh, it's just, I'm t so tired of this division in our country. And the media pushes it. The liberal left pushes it. Let it go, man. Why don't we just work together and have some unity and just put this crap behind us and start moving forward and start working on more innovations and, and the things that we can help better uh, our society and, 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 just, and, let the, and just get over it. But don't think it's going to heal this thing, particularly with race. Uh, it's Jesus Christ. You know, it, until people realize and understand that needs to be the focal point, uh, they're going to be miserable. So it don't matter if you're focusing on race or whatever you're focused on, you're going to be miserable if you don't have Jesus at the center of your life. And only to then can you uh, have that love uh, for others and die of self. See, all these people just like this woman, it's all she's thinking about herself, herself, herself. Instead of uh, looking inwardly, she needs to be looking outwardly towards Jesus Christ to realize that, hey, uh, this I'm down the wrong path here. I need to be saying, how can I die of self and be more of God and, uh, and, and esteem others better than myself? And that's a hard thing to do no matter what color you are. We need to esteem others better than ourselves. And uh, we need to start showing a little bit of humility uh, in our day-to-day -day lives. So, uh, you know, uh, just seeing that yesterday, just really just, mm, I thought, man, you got to be kidding. It's just crazy. Uh, so uh, I know that I'm overweight because I eat too much. <laughs> it has nothing to do with race. I uh, started my diet really strong uh, Sunday and really trying to, to to get this weight down so my blood pressure hopefully will come down with it. And uh, I just kind of let things get out of control. You know, because, you know, uh, we're getting our Bible study in a second. It just, you know, when it comes to, for those who don't struggle with weight, I envy you. But for those of us who do, you know, you can smell a donut and gain 10 pounds. Uh, you know, it is, uh, you get to a point where it's just like, what's the use? What's the point? Why keep trying? You know, because I know personally I've yo-yoed so bad in my life. I mean, I was a kid, I was overweight. And, you know, of course, I've told you before, I was pretty much almost anorexic and bulimic and, 
and because uh, I wouldn't eat or I'd binge eat and then, you know, regurgitate. And I've always been so uh, consumed with that. And it just gets to a point in life like, why bother? Why even try? You know, what's the point? And uh, I get tired of killing myself to lose and put it back on. But now that I'm, also, I'm pushing 50, I'll be 49 this year, uh, it, it's more, it's less about my physical appearance as it is being healthy. And, you know, that have my blood pressure that high and the risk of stroke and heart attack, there are some things that are worse than death. You know what I mean? So I'm going to try to, trying to do better, uh, on my eating and dieting. So uh, hang in there. You know, you know, we, I've seen people making fun of somebody at a gym because they're overweight or walking down the street because they're overweight. I don't see that as something to be made fun of. I see that as somebody trying. At least they're out there giving the effort. So, you know, if you're struggling with your diet or exercise, stay with it. Stick with it. You know, it, it takes time. I wish you could diet one day and wake up the next day and lose 100 pounds. That would be great, but it don't work that way. It takes time, and it's like it's harder to take off than it is to put on. So if you're struggling today, you uh, you hang in there. You'll get her, you'll get her done, all right? All right, good morning, Karen Smith and Jennifer Honeycutt. All right, let's look at a verse this morning. Proverbs 3, 21 through 22. My son, do not let wisdom and understanding out of your sight. Preserve sound judgment and discretion. They will be life for you and ornament to grace your neck. And I'm going to take it a step further, and I'm going to go ahead and read verse 22. And it says, and they will be life for your soul and an adornment for your neck. Now, um, I just, what am I thinking? That's what I just read was 22. <laughs> Hold on here. Uh, 23, then you will walk on your way securely and your foot will not stumble. There we go. I tell you what, it's early. The brain don't want to work. Uh, right, when I re- <sighs> this chair is killing me. <laughs> I tell you what, it's just... You know, it's just the old devil. Just it just sometimes it's the little things like the you know see on this chair. There's a little thing that screws in the bottom to adjust it. Well, it come out uh, just now when I sat down. I, it, I, feel, I thought I fixed it the other day, but uh, I didn't take the time to really do it right. But it's just little stuff like that. I don't know about you all. Absolutely annoys me to no end. Stuff like that makes me more angry than something major. You know what I mean? I, I don't know why, but it just stuff like that. It makes me want to. Just put my fist through a wall <laughs> i don't know why but uh uh but anyway you know when we look at this verse here um you know the lord has given us um passions and desires he's uh given us uh, the ability to devote ourselves to something uh in our lives you know he you know that's one thing you know god creates us with an ability to uh, or a want uh to worship you know, that, and you see all these people, you know, people try to claim, well, there's no God. And, uh, but you see, when a man is created, and when I say man, that means all mankind. I'm not specifically talking about men in particular. So if you're a feminist, don't, don't get upset. All right. Men and women <laughs> were created. Uh, it is, uh, he creates in us a desire to worship. That's why you see all these people out there. Instead of seeking out the one true God, they're carving images uh, to bow before, and they're, they're worshiping false gods. And because why? Because God created something in us to, to to worship. Why? Because 
That's why God created us to serve him with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. We are created to serve God Almighty. And so we have passions, we have desires, we have uh, things that we want to be devoted to. And see, the devil can use those things uh, to manipulate uh, the um, uh, those desires and those passions because he wants to uh, uh, infiltrate the heart and mind. He wants to do those things that's going to cause division between us and God. And what you devote yourself to can have a direct reflection as to where you're at spiritually and where your attention's at. Now, if you're devoting your life, now, you know, sometimes you think when you talk about devoting your life to the Lord, I think some people imagine a monk with a, a shaved spot in the back of their head with a robe on and, uh, uh, and chanting all day uh, inside of a brick room. That's not what I'm talking about, all right? We can devote ourselves to God in our jobs, in our thinking, within our families. There's a lot of ways we can devote ourselves to God, how we can direct our passions for the things of God. But if your passion is in the form of lust, then that's a problem. You know, if you're uh, if it's a man's womanizing or a woman's lusting after a man or if it's pornography problems, you know, there, there's then your passion is in the wrong direction, obviously, if that's, if that's the case. We need to make sure we're putting our passion, our desires, our devotions towards the things of Jesus Christ. In other words, what does it go back to? Love the Lord thy God with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. This is the greatest commandment. The second is like it, to love thy neighbor as ourselves. We need to make sure we're devoting ourselves completely, utterly, and totally to the things of Jesus Christ. And... You know, it's like my, uh, you know, we can have hobbies. You know, we have things we like to do. Like, I enjoy working with wood. That's just something I enjoy doing. I like to carve. I like to build things. There are people out there far better than I am, far more knowledgeable, and can do things, wonderful things that I envy and wish that I could do that I'm unable. Maybe one day, you know, if I keep at it, maybe I'll reach that level. But it still doesn't curb my passion for wanting to do something like it. And when I'm doing that, I'm constantly thinking, you know, how could this, uh, you know, I make stuff to sell, you know, but I'm not doing it to get rich uh, by no stretch of imagination. But, I, but I'm like, Lord, how can I use this for your service? You think, well, you're just trying to make a profit. How, how do you pray that? Every time I meet somebody, I can tell them about the Lord. I get to divide them to church. Man, me and Brandon's got to meet a lot of wonderful people. And get in, like when we were set up in Virginia at our booth, we are handing out poker chips and telling people about the Lord. See, that opened opportunity for us to witness and to minister. And that's what I like. That's what I do. You know, I'm trying to, um, you know, I've tried for a while to learn the guitar. And I was kind of getting it, but I was bored. I guess I was getting bored with it, so I set it down. So I'm trying to, to work on, uh, maybe trying to learn how to play the piano. And uh, uh, I, I thought, if, I, if I'm not good at that, then I'll try the violin or I'll try the saxophone. I'll keep trying something until I find an instrument that I just am passionate about. Why? Because, well, that's something I could use for the Lord's glory. You know, that's something I could use in the church in some shape, form, or fashion. You see what I'm saying? You know, uh, the world will encourage you for passions and desires and devotions for the things of the world that are not pleasing unto God. And that's why we have to avoid those pitfalls, those snares, and what we are devoting our life to. If all you're doing is sitting around all day and watching soap operas, you know, how, you know, is that bringing you glory to the Lord? What better use of your time could you have for Jesus Christ? You know, whether spending time in the Word or in prayer, or encouraging others on Facebook or encouraging others on the phone, getting out and talking to people. You know, we're, you know, you need to pray about that each and every day, and you need to ask yourself, "What am I devoting myself to?" All right, you know, what 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 am I passionate about? 
uh, you know, it is um, the the old devil. He wants to to pollute our souls. He wants to put uh, the the sand in the proverbial gas tank, if you will. And uh, uh, yeah, Amy Oaks Turner made a good point. She said the small things can make the biggest impact. That's true. Uh, you never know what kind of impact you can have on other people. But um, you know, I think that uh, well, I know that there's one reason why that uh, I'm going to have a coffee here. There, you know, a lot of relationships uh, that we see uh, crumble. You know, it's sad to see that it crumble a lot of times from extramarital affairs, and a lot, and I blame Facebook a lot of times for extramarital affairs. I've done a lot of counseling with that, but uh, uh, because they're allowing instead of being selfless. Instead of keeping Jesus at the center of their lives and their relationship, they quit going to church. Uh, they, uh, you know, there's a whole list of things that you see. Man, you're seeing a lot of red flags, and next thing you know, that marriage is 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 breaking up, and it's sad to see because they've allowed, they've allowed passions, and desires, and devotions be other places than that of God and uh, and their devotion to Jesus Christ. And whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship or whether you're married. That's the thing. You've got to keep Jesus Christ first. I, I talk to a lot of people who uh, battle loneliness, you know, and, and I kind of chuckle a little bit. Not at them. I know stretch imagination. So it's because uh, when I, before I met Brandy, uh, you know, I lived on my own, I guess, for about eight years before I met Brandy. And I'd battled loneliness. I hated it. I hated coming home to an empty house. And I went for my little dog. His name was Shimp. Uh, you know, from Three Stooges. His name was Shimp. And I went for that little dog to greet me every day. I, I don't know what I'd have done. And uh, you may think uh, me less as a, as a man of a man as when I say this. But there's some nights I sat there and just held him and cried because I just I had nobody. Yeah, I had my mom and dad every down the road, and you know that's that's you know. But it, you know what I mean. It just sort of went the same thing. And as a result, I made one bad decision after another when it comes to relationships because I wanted to be with somebody so bad and it screwed things up. And that's why I chuck a little bit because I didn't, under, you know, I, it was it was a hell on earth for me at that time, and I didn't understand it. But now, as a pastor, when I talk to people who are battling loneliness, I can say with all sincerity, I know exactly what you're going through, and I know exactly what that feels like. It stinks. It is no fun. But, but. That gives you time to be completely and utterly devoted to the Lord because you have no distractions, you have nobody else to pull your attention away, and you get to devote yourself totally to Jesus Christ. And then you can take that focus off of what you feel is not there. You can take your focus off that loneliness, and then you can devote yourself completely and totally to the Lord. And no longer are you looking inwardly, you're looking outwardly to the things of Christ. And I tell people, when you can do that, and God can use you in a mighty way, that's when, when you're ready, when God feels you're ready, God will put the right person at the right time in your life that's going to knock your socks off. And uh, and I, I've told people that. Some will listen. Some will do just the opposite. And uh, the, I've seen a lot, whether male or female, they'll get with somebody who is not saved because they think, well, uh, they're a wonderful person or they're so pretty or they're so handsome. And, and, if I, and, and I can change them. Very rarely can you ever change somebody. 
most likely, like I've told, like I've said this before, you've heard this illustration before. If I'm standing on this table and one of you were watching this morning, were on the floor, it's a whole lot easier for you to jerk me down off that table down to where you're at than it's for me to pull you up to where I am. And I'm telling you 99.9% of the time when I, I see those couples in the church, either male or female, they'll be one of those who come to church every time the doors are open. And then they'll get with somebody who's not saved and you see them less and less and less and they're gone. And you'll see them again. You know, so you have to decide where your desires are at. Is it going to be the things of Jesus, the things of the Lord, putting that first? Or are you going to put your selfish desires and what you want ahead of what God wants? And I'm telling you right now from experience, it won't work and you will be miserable. I'm telling you, I've, I've lived it. I know it. All right. Reason, another reason why I know that so well is uh, I love my son dearly. I wouldn't take nothing in the world for it. But I was an f- idiot because at that time before he was born, I knew his mother two weeks, and I thought I was in mad love and married her after two weeks. What an idiot. I'm sure you're all thinking, what a moron. Yes, I was a moron. And after about a month, we separated and ended up divorcing. Why? Because she wasn't a Christian. I was a Christian in name. I mean, I, I, I was a Christian. I mean, I'd give my life to the Lord, but I just really strayed. I guess I should put it that way. I'd really strayed and wasn't living the life I should. It ended in disaster. And that's why I can say these things. That's why I know what it's like to, to uh, live a, a life of, of solitude and loneliness. I know what it's like to end up with the wrong person and how it's not going to work. That's why I'm not just talking off the top of my head. I'm not talking textbook here. I'm not talking things I've learned in graduate school. I'm telling you from life experience, it will not work. So I'm just, you know, you need to decide what you, Ellie uh, uh, said she did the same thing. Uh, but uh, I'm just telling you right now, you need to decide today where you're going to be devoted where your passion is going to be, and I hope and pray that you're putting Jesus Christ first. It's Jesus plus nothing. It's Jesus Christ alone, and you need to devote yourself utterly and totally complete with him. That's the problem with the world. That's the problem with, with uh, Christians. That's the problem with a lot of pastors. Uh, you know, I'm not perfect, no stretch of imagination. I've not arrived at some level of, of spiritual maturity that the rest of you have, and I'm struggling. I'm out there every day just like you. But there's a lot of pastors out there, sadly, don't read their Bibles every day. Sadly, don't, are not putting God first. That's why I say that. So you need to, we are created with devotion, with the, the, with the ability to be devoted. God's created us with passions. We need to pray for the, to the Lord to help us direct those, those feelings that he has given us. That even Because even God display, displays uh, emotion. But ask God, how can I direct this in a way that's glorifying and honoring to you? And if we can do that each and every day, my friend, you are doing well. Let us pray. Therefore, Father, Lord, we thank you and love you and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful and beautiful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us each and every day to direct our desires in the right direction. Help us, Lord Jesus, to to be self-centered but God-centered. And let us serve you well with every thought and every word and with our, all our being, Lord. Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead us, God, and protect us this day. Lord, be with our brother in Christ, Ron Thompson, that's going to have shoulder surgery uh, tomorrow. She'll guide the doctor's hands and everything will go well with that. Uh, Lord, I do pray for our nation, nation's leaders, and uh, they'll come to know you before it's too late. And I do pray for... Roger Winters, I pray for Larry and Donna and I, and Jane Kitchings, and 
Ken Penix, Wendy Lee, Jinder Troy Hood, and Lennon David Feathers, and Lord, all those who are watching today, that you'll be with them and keep them safe. And Lord, I just pray that uh, you'll help us to uh, control our anxiety and our fears and our worries. Lord, for your word says, if you're not, if we're to be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. For you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Lord, be with us, lead us, God, and protect us till we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Appreciate all you guys and guests watching this morning. Don't forget, as I tell you what, I about forgot, uh, this Sunday's Mother's Day. So uh, if your mamas are still alive, don't forget uh, to uh, uh, that this Sunday's Mother's Day is about crept up on me about for God. And uh, be aware and be sensitive. There's a lot of, a lot of people out there, their parents have gone on home to be with the Lord. And this is, uh, these type of holidays are very difficult for a lot of people. You know, uh, losing a mother is hard for anybody, male or female. But I think it's tougher and harder on women. Uh, you know, they, they need their mamas. And... Uh, so really be in prayer and, be, and for those who, who, whose mothers are no longer living. And be sensitive about that and be in prayer for those uh, who may not have what sometimes we may take for granted. All right. Well, if you uh, ever have any trouble watching on uh, social media on uh, or these devotions or, or sermons, go to our website at flbconline.com. And uh, if you can't watch there, if it's froze up or messed up for any reason, go to my Facebook, Matthew Aaron Young. Go to that Facebook because I'll get try my best to get it up and going live on the iPad or phone or something. Try to get that out there. So, uh, And uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles podcast on Apple iTunes. Free of charge. Won't cost you a thing, my friends. And uh, free of charge. So just remember, uh, you know, like I said, we need to live each day as if it were our last. And, uh, and I mean that because we never know when this will be our last day on earth. So I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantastic day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be. Thanks for watching and God bless my friends. Don't ever want to go back Ain't no explanation